Hi there. Welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Thursday morning, a little rainy, June 3rd, 2021. He is Tristan Happy Cockroft. Kyle Soppy produces and researches, and I am merely Eric Carabao. Fantasy Focus Baseball is presented by LinkedIn Jobs. Tristan, I hope you didn't have Carlos Martinez rostered on any teams yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have any shares of Carlos Martinez this year. Yeah, I don't think I do either, because I didn't believe he was going to have a good year. And he's not. He's Although, not. really, all of it came in one glorious... He had, couple, he had a couple of okay outings, but, well, not so much in this one. You know, a 10-run outing. So, a guy in one of my head-to-head leagues dropped him. I actually went to look to see if he had him active. He did not. But, man, when you have an outing like that, whether, no matter what format you're playing, it's just, it just kills, right? Yeah. 10 runs, 10 earned runs, and he only got two outs. Yeah, because teams so infrequently now keep pitchers in for long enough with that. I mean, the last one I think it was, uh, was it Alex Bettinger, the debuter for the Brewers a few weeks back, put up one of the worst games ever by a debut player. Yeah, that's. I mean, I didn't have him either. Nobody had him in, but this one, I don't think people avoided this one quite as much. Well, I think a lot of people did have Toronto's Alec Manoa active last night after his first outing. Uh, three home runs uh, against Toronto, or he is Toronto. Three home runs in that game yesterday. Who did he face? <laughs> Miami Marlins. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And, you know, that shouldn't happen because we thought, oh, this guy's great. His first outing was great. And then his second outing was not great. And now we don't know if his third outing comes, you know, in Trenton. So your thoughts, I don't know if you got to see any of it for Manoa, but I did. That, that's how quickly it changes, fantasy managers. It's like the first outing is great against a good offense. The second outing is against a bad offense. And he gives up a, a, trio, a, a trio of home runs. Um, what do you do next week? Manoa, I think, is a two-star pitcher, isn't he? I believe he's aligned for that. I had my forecaster file right in front of me a second ago, and then I apparently deleted it. They've got a couple of off days that influence the schedule. I do think they're going to give him another start. I don't think that one is going to send first, him down. First outing is White Sox. So that's not a fun outing, potentially. It's not. And the next one's at Boston. That's not a good. And no, he's not a two-start guy. He, Robbie Ray will be a line for it. Okay. Well, in the second one's at Boston. I mean, I just watched yeah. Houston start. No, actually, two. the next one will be in the following week. Okay. Houston's- but either way, his, his command was off in this game. I mean, you know, everyone's going to point to control the walks and stuff, but his command was off. I watched a good amount of that outing, and he just didn't seem to have it. It was night and day from the Yankee game. So what do you do going forward? Do you leave him active? Do you keep him rostered? Because I bet a lot of people are going to drop him. Based on the upcoming matchups, I, I think it's tough to make the case to use him in our standard game. I would try to be patient with him. But, it, you know, for me to tell somebody, use one of your three bench spots on Alex Manoa when you don't know when you can trust him next, it's tough to do. Who are you more patient with, Alex Manoa or Luis Castillo? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Castillo, or, but yeah, I see your point. Or Sixto Sanchez. I wrote today about Sixto Sanchez. I can't believe he's rostered in 48% of leagues, yeah. uh, more shoulder inflammation and soreness. I don't think he's going to pitch anytime soon and people keep rushing. And he's not, he doesn't get that fancy Astros. He's not on the injured list. So, mm-hmm. you know, people are doing all kinds of crazy things. Speaking of injuries, Steven Strasburg, next strain. It's always something uh, except for the one glorious year. Uh, do you keep him around? I mean, I guess if you have the injured list spot, you, you use it there. But if you also roster Jack Flaherty in Strasburg, you know, and you only could do one, it's Flaherty. Strasburg, yeah. I keep around at this point. Do you, do you have high expectations that Strasburg will make another 15 starts? High expectations, no, I actually don't. I mean, that would be looking at, you know, nearly four a month over the final four. Eh, that's going to be tough for him to do. Um, it, 
he he is a cut candidate in our game, and it's the simple numbers game. And that is, we're, we're probably in the ballpark of four dozen injured list spot candidates in ESPN leagues. I, I think, well, at least at the last rough count, it's it's got to be over 30, 35 at this point that are that are worthy of keeping around, don't you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I, I when I, when I wrote about Sixto Sanchez, I wanted to find out the other pitchers who hadn't pitched yet this season and their roster figures, you know, like, uh, Severino Laser Hernandez pitching today. Yeah. He's one guard. of them. Well, yeah. he wasn't Cinder one guard. of them. It was, no? you know, Chris sale and Carrasco. These guys were oh. all rostered in like 40%, yep. 50%, 60%. Yep. And Sixto was with them. Hernandez is kind of like a diamond in the rough. I mean, I think we really like him, but he's still yeah. very available in ESPN leagues. It's just, I'm surprised at the patience people are showing, but when you have an asterisk next to your name, you can show patience when you don't, it's harder to do that, which is why people are starting to drop these starting pitchers like Castillo. They've already been dropping Hendricks and Davies. Now they're picking them back up again. Um, it's just, it's just interesting to me, like the philosophy the, the behind, you know, inside the head of a fantasy baseball manager and what they yeah. do. Yeah. Um, you know, you're nobody's going to be dropping Jack Flaherty, Strasburg. That'll be more interesting. Manoa, I bet he shows up on the most drop list pretty soon. Um, Mitch it's Garver, the will, problem, the pitching equivalent of the Kelnick problem. Well, he's healthy. I, I think Kelnick, the Kelnick problem, is the equivalent to. Well, I For guess Manoa? that's Manoa. Manoa, yeah, I guess. Manoa, yeah, sense. yeah, yeah. And K- Kelnick had dropped in the batting order. I think J.P. Crawford let off the mm-hmm. other day. Yep. Um, so you wrote you wrote about uh, Bubba Trammell. Uh, not Bubba Trammell, Taylor Trammell, and uh, <laughs> Taylor so, Trammell. <laughs> Taylor Trammell. So people can uh, can talk about that and see. I, you know, I I have doubts about him hitting for average with that strikeout rate, but you yeah, do not. Too. So no, I absolutely do. Um, what else is in the? So Mitch Garver probably is done. This is groin surgery, and uh, they called up Brian Jeffers. Speaking of young kids, and any homers and triples. I, can you make a like? What are you doing a catcher right now? Somebody in one of my leagues asked me about my catchers. I have uh, Sal Perez and Yerma Mercedes, and I my first thought was, well, why would I trade either one of them? You know, like Mercedes had a terrible May, but I still think he's a top ten catcher the rest of the way, which kind of speaks to the position more mm-hmm. than anything else. He's going to play. There's a volume thing going on there, but you know, after like Sal Perez is number one right now. Real Muto will be back up there. Contreras and Posey, Vasquez. Who's the, Mike Zanino is in our top 10 on the play Raider. Carson Kelly, Tucker Barnhart. These are top 10 guys. Yeah. yeah. Is Ryan Jeffers going to be a top 20 guy? That could be interesting. I think what? he could be. Yeah. I think he's got the ability with the bat to get into that tier. The problem I have with Jeffers, Jeffers is it'll be a bit of a timeshare. They do like to sneak in. What is it? <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. Rortvet, I think, right? Ben yeah. Rortvet. This is the yeah. other one. Uh, Astadio might get a couple of starts there at times. Um, kind of like him for the multi-eligibility. I've been using him as a second catcher in the 12-team and deeper two-catcher mixts um, just because he doesn't hurt you. I, you know, this year kind of points a little bit back towards you do actually want a decent catcher. I don't really want to overpay for them. And I see your point about having two of those guys. If Mercedes is your second, as I have uh, in another situation, you might be able to hold your trade partner hostage a little bit. You might be able to just sit and wait out their desperation to give you a pretty decent return. Uh, you know, Garver had 31 home runs in 93 games in 2019. Yeah. Do you ever look back at players and say that was their Brady Anderson season? I've done it like five times in the past week. You know, I did it with Blake Snell. And then when I ripped him in the article yep. the other day and I could have, if, if I felt it warranted, I could have written in a whole article about Mitch Garver. He was obviously never going to slug 630 again, but now I, I mean, he's hit like he's hit under 200. Mm-hmm. since 2019 
There are so many guys that in past seasons have had like their Brady Anderson marvelous season and haven't come close to that again. It's like <sighs> Max Kepler. Yeah, to some degree, you know, I mean, yeah. is he even going to hit 240. So no, so no strikes out so much. Yeah. I don't know why a pitcher would throw him anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of some other great years like that though, but yeah. And they're fun. I mean, that's Chris Bryant's rookie year to some degree, you know, I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot of guys that we still rank well. Yeah. And you say like even trout, is he ever going to have a season like that? Vlad might be having his year right now. Trout, trout <laughs> is uh, come, trout. Come on. <laughs> no. Trout's best season. Wasn't that as like his, his first trout had him. Trout had an unbelievable number of awesome seasons. He doesn't, it, we can't even be mentioning him in this conversation. <laughs> we right, can't move on. You know. No, you're right. That's fair. Oh, Kyle Lewis. Any concerns there with the knee? That could be a long-term thing. Yeah, that that's what worries me is I don't have any frame uh, framework for how long the absence is going to be, and I feel like coupling it with the Tremel promotion suggests that it is a longer term, that it's a month plus. And I'm also starting to get concerned about Lewis' career injury track record. He's starting to slip into the Autobaro at. Uh, Adelberto Mondesi uh, and who's the other group? Do we who's our other favorite one to put with Mondesi as the injury prone guys? Oh, darn, I'm forgetting. Uh, Rich Harden. I mean, I think Mondesi's all alone. Rich Harden. <laughs> no, there was another guy we talked about in one of the more recent shows that's kind of falling in. Probably Aaron Judge is there too. <laughs> You know, as soon as the show ends, man, I just forgot all about it. <laughs> I tell you, after each show, I'm like, oh, okay, let's go on the hammock. And I don't remember what we talked about. <laughs> like, who who did I even do this show with? All right, uh, let's move it along now. And I got pretty I'm, forgettable. It's no worries. <laughs> I don't think it's you per se. I think it's just in general. Oh, you just picked up something to drink. So I want you to sing combo meals right this second. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a combo meal. Combo, combo, it's a combo meal, home run plus steal. These players were making moves earlier this week and making moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. Tuesday, Ronald Acuna, Austin Meadows, Dom Smith, three people who have never been in my kitchen. Nobody did it on Wednesday. Dom Uh, Smith will probably never do that again. Get in my kitchen? Either one. Why will Dom Smith there? Dom Smith's good. I I like him more than you do, but you're never going to get another combo mail. I'll bet. I, 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 well, no, I wouldn't. Right. That's a dangerous bet, but I, that's he's a very not a, why, why would he not? He's not a quick dude. Okay. But he's not Albert Pujols who steals bases. He's not, but, but remember the nature of the combo meal. In addition to homering in a separate at bat, you have to get yourself on base and then steal. He doesn't get a lot of green lights. Just mathematically speaking, that is one of the more unlikely combo meal guys. Dom Smith and Pete Alonzo are each going to hit more than 30 home runs. And if you can still get them in your fantasy league, I would do it. Not, they shouldn't be available in free agents. Although I bet Dom Smith's available in quite a few leagues. He probably but, is. And people will, that's the guy who's been hovering as the buy low for the past month easily. And he's going to get hot because he's a good hitter. Yeah. yeah. And maybe he'll get, watch, he'll get another combo meal like before our next show. He'll, he'll prove me completely wrong. And I'll, I'll love him if he does. You know, it just I'm seems like such an out of nowhere thing to say that that's the last combo meal he's going to get. I mean, it's, come on. It's one of the more unlikely. It's, uh, was Sal, Kyle, was Sal Perez one of the ones we were bringing up that, that one of his only steals came in a combo meal? It was like that to me. We had Carlos Santana not too long ago, but yeah, it yeah. was, uh, yeah, no, I, but to never do it, like, these guys walk into a weird combo meal once every five seasons. Like, I get where it's coming from yeah. here. 
Yeah, it's not quite like uh, who is that catcher who never stole uh, Wilson Ramos. It's not like Wilson Ramos having a combo. Meet. That is not a fast man. <laughs> not a fast man. Um, Austin Meadows is a fast man. You know what? His 2019 season looks like the best of his career. He had the combo meal the other day. What do you think of Austin With the, Meadows? Uh, the cheapy homer, yeah, too. He had 33 homers, 12 steals, and about a 291 in 2019. Nice Chris Archer trade there. Mm-hmm. And since then, he's batted, uh, you know, about 230. Yeah. With some power, but not a lot of speed. He can take a walk. That's a good thing for points leagues. But for Roto, that batting average is a problem. Is Austin Meadows ever going to have another season like his 2019 season? It's an excellent question, yeah. Uh, I mean, wow. I I, I kind of don't even remember it being as good as I'm now looking at. Uh, it was good. Yeah. It was I, I, good season. You know what I fear is that he has been banged up quite a bit since that year. I, I wonder if that has begun to take something away from him. He is 20. Well, he's 26. He still has some time to recover his career. I think he'll probably have another one within the ballpark. What I'm worried about is do the steals, do the steals match what we were expecting? Do we, do we ever see him steal more than 10 bases again? Oh, I was mentioning earlier, uh, Houston's starting pitching in this Boston series, and it wasn't Granky. Framber Valdez, who I had on my bench in the league, I was like, oh, I'm not going to activate him to face Boston. I mean, he threw four innings in his first outing, and of course, mm-hmm. yesterday he was amazing. Or Quiddy, Luis Garcia, every outing for Luis Garcia is a quality start. Every outing, pretty much legitimately. So this Houston rotation is really good, and they're all quite available in ESPN leagues. Garcia is on the most added list, but Aquiti, Framber Valdez is available. What do you make of this rotation? Because that's a pretty impressive feat against Boston. I, I'll turn them what I did in the preseason. I mean, maybe I didn't use these exact words, but they're boringly, reliably good. They're not guys who I think are going to win the Cy Young, but right after you get out of that group, they're going to be right there each and every turn. Then the only thing I don't like about them from a fantasy aspect is that they are going to manage some innings of guys like Garcia. We saw it with Christian Javier. I expect they might with Valdez because of that injury or Kitty probably too. Uh, what'd you make of Sean uh complete game shutout out the other day? Liked it. <laughs> Considering it's one of the few things going right for my labor team is Sean Manaya. Uh, he's been pretty good at times this year. A little bit of an uptick, at least last I dug deeply into the metrics in terms of the swinging strike rate. It's still not to the level I'd like to see for greatness, but a guy who's capable of top 40 starter potential. Are you getting close to ranking Adbert Alzale of the Cubs? Oh, yeah. Dead. Top 75? Did I have him in the 75? I I feel like I did, but he might have been just outside of the numbers game. I think that is about the true value. He's definitively valuable in the ESPN standard. How about you? You have him there? Uh, not top 75 yet, but I think he's getting to the point where we have to consider him. He's forcing himself in there. Like I'm not going to rank Alex Cobb there, but the three Houston pitchers need to be there now. Um, who else do I need? I, I would, th- I thought about flexing. I didn't do it yet. And I'm glad I didn't. Cause that was not a great outing last mm-hmm. night. Um, Manoa, I pushed there probably too quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at pitchers from the seven day list on the player Raider yep. and Beaver's number one, obviously. But, um, you know, even Bieber, I was watching that outing and I'm thinking two outs, two on, he'll overpower Billy Hamilton and Hamilton hit, hits one to the wall. And originally I thought it was an inside the park three run homer. And I'm and in my league, home runs are, are negative points. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's not a home run. He basically was stopping at second base. <laughs> and then and then the ball got away. And it, oh, it, that's what I love about fantasy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, a little the official there. score. 
The official score controls so much in fantasy baseball. If you think about it, no other sport is like it. Hockey, you know, scored the goals. Football, it's pretty obvious. Basketball, you know, no problems there. There's an assist and there's an assist. But in baseball, like whoever gets the wins, you know, like who's that pitcher? Petit. He's going to win 15 games a season. He's going to win three times as many games as Grom. His 80-90 relief innings being the dynamo in the middle innings nobody knows about. He's fortunate. He's more petite, just gets in these situations, and and he gets a win. And sometimes he deserves the win, and sometimes he doesn't. That's the best part of fantasy baseball to me, though, is that it's those weird things and the official score. It is. You know what's fun to me? Well, it's not fun because it was terrible, the collision that the Padres had in that game with the uh, uh, Sung Kim and, and Tommy Pham. But the fact that that play wound up being an outfield pop-up double play, <laughs> I mean, it's just the weird stuff that you get I like from that, scoring. Like, but I hate, like, there should be team errors, like in basketball, team turnovers. There's there's plays where a guy drops a pop-up and they give him a double. Yeah, That shouldn't be a double. And then it, it also deflects on how we look at our batting yeah. average. You know, but you it's, and I, it's it's the fun part of the debate of the game, and I, I'm, I'm, but you know, like it, it's if it's a terrible injury, by the way, and I hope both yeah. you know, Fam and Kim are, are okay with that, and hopefully, yo, know, like we'll see how that goes. But the fact that that, like, look at the scoring for that game and what it did to you fantasy wise. I, I, I don't know, Kristen. I lost the league, yeah, to you, and I might have lost it because somebody, an official score called a pop-up a double instead yeah. of an error. Yeah. So I'm saying I like the baseball part of it, watching the strange things that happen. And I don't really care whether Billy Hamilton got an inside the park home or a two run double, but in fantasy I do. And in gambling, they do. Okay. And I that's it, what but, matters. But, but getting there is the fun. I'll tell, I mean, you know, I, I enjoyed that. And it's easy for me to say when you're talking about yours and my experience, when I go back to the, what was it, 2017, I think, where Larry Schechter had the home run from that no-name Angels outfielder, and that provided the difference in labor AL. I mean, that's a great story. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about whether they counted it as a home run or a double. That's what I'm talking about, or an error. The ball that bounced off Canseco's head. I don't know how they, they scored it, Yeah, but it could have been scored I, a couple I, I ways. You're you're saying, the maddening part of, of where the official scoring there direction should be no goes. errors. Yeah. Get rid of errors, because errors are what mess this up. They mess up earned run averages, that way, so many plays are not called an error that should be because uh-huh. a guy didn't touch the ball. Andrew McCutcheon yeah, that's terrible. on a fly ball yeah. and they called it a double or a triple. Like he didn't catch the ball. If yeah. it touched his glove, it's an error because yeah. it didn't, which is worse. And the inconsistency as well, because I remember watching a game where two outfielders went across each other, one blocked the other, and they gave the error to the one who was further from the ball. And normally they would give it to that guy. They So they would have given yeah. it to the center fielder. I forget which or, game it was. It was last like week. Three, three relief pitchers all have the exact same relief inning. Yeah, but they give what the eighth inning guy the, the eighth win. inning guy gets the, the win. Inning guy, that's yeah. how Petit got it. Gallego's got to win that way. Yeah, that's a problem in fantasy and gambling as well. See, yeah, you bring me back to the wins where we'll get into the hardy part of it. I see your point. Yeah, when I'm thinking about the wins and how official scores right. handed out, that's that's, that's that. the rant of the day, yeah. sponsored by Eric's uh, <laughs> hoping to get to the weekend on his hammock. Hammocks uh, are us. <laughs> <laughs> which may be a company. We shouldn't say that. Uh, now you need to sing the closer carousel. <laughs> Can I make a theme song for that? That wonderful company. Um, it's the closer carousel. 
All right. I wrote about the Cubs the other day. My goodness, that bullpen. Yeah. Oh, we talked about Kimbrell. We don't need to do that again. Um, Yimmy Garcia. That was bad. <laughs> and, yeah. and and surprisingly, because he's yeah. having a nice season. Yeah. And look, Toronto's good. They hit. And Vlad's a monster. You can't. Vlad's going to win MVP. But um, I don't think Yimmy Garcia loses the job to Dylan Floro over one outing. But, man, that, that hurt me a little bit because I have him in a league and I needed – like I need every last save in that league. You get two saves in a night. You move up five spots. Um, I don't think you have concerns about Yimmy. Yimmy Garcia is keeping this job. While I don't have concerns, it can't continue. And you mentioned Dylan Floro. I will mention that Anthony Bassens' removal from the closer all is a 104 ERA. No, that's good. That's a good ERA. Um, Cesar Valdez is not good. I keep speculating it's Paul Fry and then Cole Sulcer got the save, but that could be anybody tomorrow. Fry wrapped up the game yesterday though. So that, that worked in his favor. Right. With a bigger lead. Non-save. Um, yeah. I don't think Tippy Martinez is coming in today, but I do think, I do think Valdez is out as the closer. You agree with that? <sighs> yes, I do. He's pitched horribly over the past, uh, three to four weeks. Yeah. I think it's uh, a very clear committee. So the, the two Cincinnati games that were played this week, one was an 11 to one win and one was a 17 to three loss. It's amazing to me how few saves Cincinnati, Arizona. Yeah. These teams are actually, you know, maybe not Detroit. These teams are actually getting like Oakland had a limited number for their, their success. That's odd too. How many game? how many saves is Arizona? I'm going to look this up while you're speaking. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing to me how few saves, like we still don't know anything about Arizona. Yeah. And I think Cincinnati. Agreed on both. And I think it's the Cincinnati Six. debate is more relevant, but uh, I, I can't really, I, I don't know what to make of it. I, I do think they still stick with TJ Antone being the multi-inning kind of guy, and that precludes him from being the full-time closer, but they could get stuck in a desperate spot. I mean, there was the back-to-back games where Sims took the save chances, yeah. pitched all right in them, and, but and, overall. And Amir Garrett, my goodness, with the home run. Yeah, he's been he's been no good. But like you, you and I watch Sims a lot in May. You We each have a share. Yeah, I haven't been overwhelmed by what I've seen. Antone is the one guy that I trust in. Amir Garrett has given up seven home runs in 16 innings. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do. Yeah. And somebody's rostering. A lot of people are rostering him. Um, so they have six saves, Arizona and Pittsburgh. Six saves. And it's June. I can't read a team, not yeah. their closer, a team. Yeah. I can't remember seeing a number that low, like six yeah. saves. And Colorado has eight. But we know who their closer is, we think. Washington has nine. We know who their closer is. It's just we're not seeing as many saves in baseball, Correct. which actually goes back to your preseason point of making Hader and Liam Hendricks more valuable because we knew they were going to get a lot of saves. Mm-hmm. That does work in your favor there because if you rostered Richard Rodriguez, you're just not getting anything. Yeah, and – I'm going to point out the other part, the uh, historical trend of epic bad teams deflating save totals. So I don't know that I see a lot of uh, rebound for Pittsburgh, Arizona, and Baltimore too. By the way, Baltimore with a 339 winning percentage in a committee situation. We could throw Texas in there at 386. If Texas trades Ian Kennedy by the deadline, there's not going to be a lot there that's exciting behind him. And Colorado's also under 400. You know what stinks is when you have to roster, you need saves in a roto league. You know, not so much in points. And you roster guys like Richard Rodriguez, and they and they do nothing wrong, mm-hmm. but they do nothing positive because they don't get the save chances. Yeah. He's a very good pitcher, and, and that's another trade candidate, unfortunately. Well, you know what I was thinking about writing about this next week? I mean, it's not only Pittsburgh uh, and Ian Kennedy, mm-hmm. but, you know, Washington's going nowhere. And Brad Hand can be traded, but so could Daniel Hudson. 
And any of these guys could be the sixth or seventh inning guy for the Dodgers or the Yankees or a team like that. There's no guarantee Rich Rodriguez gets saves when he gets dealt. Hands got how, an how extra year on the deal, I think. Doesn't Han have a, a second year on the deal? Han was a one-year deal. I'm Hand almost positive that was a one-year deal. Yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, that, that could be a guy they trade too. And, you know, another team that do- isn't analytically inclined, like like Washington, how, how could Washington not know Brad Hand was going to be mixed, you know, mixed, mixed bag statistically? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think the Yankees would, but you know, if Britain doesn't come back, maybe the Yankees trade for it. The point is some of these top, some of these not top, some of these closers might not be closers at the end of next month. And it's just a mess to get saved. Anyway, Actually, we're giving, um, we're giving the advance notice to people about that. What, what inevitably happens around July 31st is that your saves get taken away from the guys like Rodriguez and Kennedy, maybe hand. Are there any others like that? Um, It's gotta be a non-contender. So, I mean, like, for all we know, Lucas Sims could end up on another team, I suppose. Um, Bard could, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, older guy. Uh, yep. So it's like 36. I mean, I guess Yumi Garcia could be traded. Why would Miami keep him? They're not going anywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not sure they're going to finish in last, but I do think the Mets are winning this division by at least five or six games. So, you know, Philadelphia, you know, could trade. I, oh, my God. But I love they traded Hector Neres. I am so tired of watching Hector Neres. Yeah, he's a Yumi free Gar- agent at the end of the year. Is he? Yeah, apparently. He, he it looks like he'll qualify with the six years of service time. So that's a good call. All right. Uh that's enough of the closer stuff. Because we've talked about Alex Reyes on every show. Uh <laughs> let's take a look now at uh so your forecaster, which we should remind people, and I don't do it enough because it's the best piece of content at ESPN fantasy. Your fantasy forecaster is updated every single day with starting pitchers, hitting matchups, all that good stuff. And not just on Fridays. It used to be Fridays. Now it's every single day. If you want to look at next, you're going away this weekend. Oh, yeah, let's go away. I'm not I'm going, going away this weekend. I'm updating the forecaster. <laughs> and I want to get my roster ready for next week. I can look at the fantasy forecaster right now and know next week's starting pitchers because rain does not affect them at all, does it, Tristan? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. But, yeah, it's – it's, this. look, this is the thing I've been doing the longest as far as a writer, and I love – I, I just love projecting out hitting and pitching matchups, uh, ten day, you know, match up the next 10 days. And I'll tell you, this past week has been interesting. A lot of changes. And I'm going to have a piece coming up in the next week to 10 days or so about uh, forecasting ahead pitching workloads based on what I'm experiencing with the forecasters. So keep an eye out for that. We'll talk next week about that. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we'll even talk about weather next week. All right. Maybe. Schedule. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Did you get the memo? All right. So Taiwan Walker's going tonight at San Diego. This guy never gives up home runs against you, Darvish. That's a pretty good matchup there. Are we 100% buying on Walker? Where do you where do you rank Walker? I don't look at your rankings anymore, but he's got to be top 40 by now, right? Yeah. Walker, I think, was 48 when I did the final draft of it. Um, and, and there were a good number of pitchers I liked in that top 40 tier. That's the only reason he didn't squeeze his way in there. But yeah, like you're saying, he could make the case for it. All right, so I'll be watching that one tonight. Uh, ESPN, ESPN Plus has uh, Boston-Houston, a day game. Martin Perez, Jake Odorizzi, maybe. Who else? Oh, Eliezer Hernandez. You like him, yeah. right? At Pittsburgh, you got to like that matchup. I do. And of all the matchups you're going to drop a pitcher into in his activation start first for the year off the, uh, off the injured list, that's the one. Because a pitch-capped outing doesn't really hurt you when you're pitching in Pittsburgh in that extremely friendly pitcher's park. Hernandez had some uh, adjustments during spring training, wrote about it, so you could go Google it, find it if you want. Um I do think he's worth, he's certainly worth an ad. By the way, home Colorado is next. That's another great matchup. Great matchup. Uh, Anthony Discofani, if he pitches poorly tonight against the Cubs, then people will drop him. Yep. 
Um, I have no idea whether he'll pitch good or bad, but I'm just saying like, that's an important outing for him. But if he pitches uh, well at Texas after that. Uh, and Adam Wainwright, Adam Wainwright's one of my favorites. I got to tell you. Yeah. Not just because he can hit. I love the thing with him and Yachty Merlina that yep. uh, teammates forever, but he's, he's good now. Yeah. He actually is good. And, and he likes us in fantasy. He pays attention to us. He's a good guy. Uh, Friday, no day games at Native Valley at night. Oh, Boston Yankee series. I, I, I have to assume that's a Sunday night game uh, without looking. Uh, looks like Atlanta pushed Ian Anderson back a day. He'll face Julio Urias. That, that's an interesting matchup between yes. um, potential playoff. They, they played in the playoffs before. Yeah. Ian Anderson. I, I think I'm in on Ian Anderson. Uh, uh, he's got control. He strikes people out. Yeah. But it's the Dodgers that scares me. They just scored 11 last night in the first inning. So yep. what do you do there? Do you use Ian Anderson? And it's an extra day of rest. That, that has to help. It does. And they do that typically with him. I think that's going to continue. So the innings cap for the year is going to be a little bit limited. For this matchup, it's not a good one, granted. But home game, I like that. Good stuff, shown decent command. Actually has impressed me in that department. I'll give him a go. I'm, I'm hesitant, but I'll give him a go there. Oh, we got some overrated pitchers from my recent blog on Friday night. Dallas Keiko overrated. Jake Arrieta overrated. Frankie Montas, you know the word. John Snow, I didn't even bother to put him in the article because I, everybody knows. Um, Montas is Colorado, so nobody's going there anyway. But I'll tell you, you know what? You Keiko shouldn't be using Detroit. Montas anyway. You should not be using Montas anyway. His career ERA, if you take away the mm-hmm. one good half season before the PEDs, is like five twenty. Yeah, career. Yeah. What are we looking at here? This is an example. It's like Blake Snell. We overrate pitchers based on one good season. Arietta, we did that for years. Montas fell in the, uh, who's that Marlins? Uh, the Ricky Nolasco class of metrics oh. that look better than the true potential. So Dave I think that's. Bush. Dave Bush. Yes. Dave Bush with the, I can't pitch out of the stretch problem. When we were doing shows about Dave Bush in 1990. <laughs> you were uh, at Dave Bush's best career I was it was a Thursday afternoon in Philadelphia he almost threw a no hitter and then I think he lost I don't I don't even remember what happened he gave I, a home he, run he, I thought to break the no hitter didn't he yeah he, he like Dave Bush for years underachieved based on his metrics so uh, Otani, is pitching. Otani uh, against Seattle on uh, Friday night every time Otani pitches it's worth watching that's a great um, matchup but still I'm not sure what to make him as a pitcher he's not an efficient pitcher he still walks people He's still not a great pitcher. Like if if he was just pitching, we would not rank him as a top twenty starting pitcher. I don't think people understand that part. Correct. If he was not pitching, if he was only who pitching is he most right compared to as a pitcher? I guess you can't do this on the fly. But like based on the Nelson Lamette, no, I mean, well, Nelson Lamette. I mean, Nelson Lamette has fewer innings than every Phillies reliever. The point is like Otani. Like how who would we comp- Who is his just pitcher value most compared to? Because they're they're decent innings. It's got to be a high whip, mm-hmm. but it's not a ton of innings either. I don't know. Uh, Charlie Morton. I'm trying to think of a guy who, who would be like his equivalent. I guess you can't do that, right? No, I'm, tr- I'm trying as I scroll through the names. As you scroll, you Dylan figure Cease. it out. Because like on the player radio, you can't separate his pitching and his hitting. Yeah. Um, I guess you can in points leagues. So who would he be the most points? I, I don't know. Maybe Kyle can look that up while we're speaking. I'm just curious. Like, honestly, yeah. who does Otani most compare to as just a pitcher? In, in fantasy, oh, why? He'll have the same number of fantasy points as some ridiculous name who's nothing. Oh, maybe like, he'll be he'll match Alex Cobb or something. <laughs> oh, it might be Freddie Peralta. It might be he's pitching on. It might be somebody like that, a strikeout guy. I'm just, I'm just actually. Like, could Robbie Ray be the value point equivalent of Otani? A lot of strikeouts, but Ray's not walking anybody. Yeah, but you gotta you've got to absorb in the track record a little bit. I, I I mean, you and I have talked a lot about Robbie Ray this year, but if you look at what the three year track record is, is that? 
Yeah, I think I think that makes sense. It's just Otani is obviously very interesting, the most interesting player in baseball right now. And he might win the MVP. Well, he can't win the MVP if the Angels stink this bad. But I just it's, it's so interesting to me what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd like to differentiate it and see what his va- true value is as a pitcher. He's because uh, you can't do it otherwise. All right, I can get um, it for you. ESPN Plus says, oh boy, you say Kikuchi and Alex Cobb. I mean, watch it. It's on ESPN Plus. But you know, the gra- Alex Cobb itself. against Seattle at home. Oh, come on. He's still on Alex Cobb's bandwagon. No, Seattle. but home game against Seattle? That's a pretty I, darn good matchup. Until Bubba Trammell hits three home runs. <laughs> That'll make me feel good because I was right with one thing, man. <laughs> uh, I, I'm hedging. I do that a lot now. I like I, I see a player on the bottom line on ESPN, ESPN, and I say, oh, that's not that's this guy with a different first name from somebody who played like two two decades ago. I do that all the time. I don't write yeah. it that way, yeah. but I'm starting to like say it that way, um, you know, but whatever. Nobody cares. Jimmy Stewart pitching for Chicago <laughs> at San Francisco. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Mitch Keller pitching for the Royals. Um, all right. Uh, I'm bored now. Sunday night baseball is Red Sox Yankees. Garrett Richards against Domingo Herman. Yeah. Uh, we don't speak about the latter, but Garrett Richards, that's an interesting guy. Uh, you know, the Yankees score runs, but they seem to score like all or nothing runs to me. I guess I guess is a way to actually research that, but it seems like a good amount of time they're held to like zero, one or two runs. And some of that's when Judge and Stanton are out and yeah. Glaber's hitting ground balls, the shortstop. But still, like Garrett Richards, I don't think this is a bit bad time to use him. He's been he had a good May. I you can't go. I can't go there. I look, I see your point about the Yankees. I'm watching. They are they have been terrible. No, they had no hits with runners in scoring position in that series in Detroit. And their lineup has not shown an awful lot of life since. But Still home game at that park, Garrett Richards. I'm scared. Four walks in each of his past three outings. I I take away everything I just said. By the way, Uh, I've got your I've got your Otani closest. uh, Don't say Wade Miley, please. No, you want to know who it is? I do. Mentioned his name about five seconds ago. Uh, Charlie Morton. Garrett Richards. (laughs) Oh, you know what? That does make sense because Richards. Richards has a 352 ERA, 375 ERA, and a 148 whip. Yeah. With strikeouts. Yeah. That makes right a lot there. of sense. 93 for the year, but it's 11 starts for Richards. And in the seven starts, so Tony's ERA is much lower. It's 272. He's next, whip. The next highest above him is Ryan Weathers and Austin Gomber. Okay. So Tony's averaging five innings per start, but it's a low ERA and whip. Mm-hmm. But also kind of like he's got to be lucky. 19 hits in 36 and a third innings. That can't continue. He's averaging five and change innings. Babip. Just over five innings. Mm. 234 Babip. So he's been mm-hmm. a little bit fortunate here. Yeah. But I, O'Donnell seems like the kind of guy to me that would get away with Babip because it's three true outcomes too. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not allowing homers. Oh, I'll stop talking. All right. Um, anything else on Sunday that interests us? Let's see. Oh, Vince Velasquez. Yeah. Can't wait. Are they, as the Phillies fan here, are they going to, they're talking about the rotation question with Spencer Howard's innings. Are they, they going to push Nola into that game, you think? They should, because their only chance to compete is to have Nola, Wheeler, and Eflin mm-hmm. you know, pitch half the innings for the season. So I want them to keep Velasquez in that game so I get my two starts in my points league, and, you know, it's all about my fantasy team. Well, when you say that, I mean, you have a million teams. So, like, what My is- favorite team, my points-based team where the two starts are everything. All right, and then uh, we should note Monday, only three games on Monday, and the first one's at five. That can't be right. Is that right? That is correct. Monday is three a very baseball light games day. On Monday. Um, so to give you the preview for next week, it's a lot of interleague games. 
and interleague games give you the two usually on the Tuesday and Wednesday. So it's going to be a light week for a lot of teams. Nelson Cruz in a National League park? Uh, Nelson Cruz is not. He has six home games, Yankees three, Astros three. Wait till Nelson Cruz is playing left field for the Atlanta baseball team in September. Wow. That would be, Look, I they, would be very surprised. Minnesota is not looking like 2019 Washington right now. <laughs> Nelson Cruz is trade bait. And now he obviously he's going to go to an American League team. But what's you American pick, League team? You picked the Twins to be the Nationals of this year and win that division. Not anymore. It's June, dude. But I'll say <laughs> this. Know. Atlanta's not getting their left fielder back. They better not. And could Nelson Cruz stand there? Jordan Alvarez stood there in left field for Houston yesterday. Mm-hmm. Couldn't Nelson Cruz do that to win another to win a champion? Another to win every, a championship? Every day, though? Probably not. Yeah, that's the problem is the volume you'd Wishful need to thinking. do it. But like, you know. Maybe Houston does it. And they stick Alvarez left. No, they wouldn't do that. All right, let's bring in Kyle now. Time to stop wasting time. Trivia and hash browns. What do you got? Well, you'd mentioned Taiwan Walker not allowing any home runs. He's allowed one in 49 innings. That's the second best rate among starting pitchers. At the end of hash browns, I want you to name for me the only pitcher that's doing better at limiting the long ball this season. Gosh. I know the answer. I was going to say, this feels like one you're not going to guess. You either know it or you don't. So we'll get there. I watched we'll, it. We'll let you. you I saw watched it run. happen. I saw the home run, which probably gives away who it was against. But uh, but maybe not. I don't watch them every day. We'll let you flex your uh, your Tristan trivia. Has no idea. Me, All I want to know is, did I beat Tristan on the trivia question? Yeah, he's, I, he's got me on this one. Eric's been money on the trivia. I told you that. He's been so good. That's why we don't he's, sing the song anymore. He's been so oh, good. You should sing the song anyway. Every People don't tune in to get me answering the trivia question. They tune in to you singing. That's all they want, Tristan. That's that's what we advertise to advertisers, too. Like, that's that all it's about, right? I think my favorite songs, I mean, well, other than I like the Killers or Carousel, I do like the, the trivia, trivia that Eric clearly knows. I mean, this yeah, is what yeah. the people at LinkedIn Jobs were thinking. I said, <laughs> oh, let's advertise on the Fantasy Focus Baseball because of this great singer. You're going to be on that. What's that show where they sing in front of like panelists and stuff? Like America's Got speech? Talent. Yeah. I, I'm going to be that guy in season one who made it with the terrible voice, did something with William uh, Hung. William yes, Hung? That's right. That's right. Uh, I've never watched please. it per se, but I know there's shows out there where they just take normal people like you and they just sing. And you know you make fools of yourself, or you're great, and then you get a contract. And you know the other one I loved was the the final look for the schedule. <laughs> the final look. Remember, we made a ringtone out of that. <laughs> the final countdown. Yeah, to the to the tune of the final countdown. It was the final look. If this is your first show downloading Fantasy Focus Baseball ever, you've heard a lot of singing today. It's not normally like this, but I'm going to keep coaxing Tristan <laughs> I was every say- show to be like this. Yeah, if this is the somebody's first show and they're getting all this singing, yeah. oh, they'll be back. not like this. Yeah, they're, they're going to be our number one fans. This is soon. the part where no, they it's press the continue. My point is, <laughs> it will continue the singing. All right, there must be oh. some hash browns. Yeah. There is. Dylan wants to know if it's okay to drop Kyle Lewis, and if so, who do you feel best about adding in his place? Tremel, Reddick, or Olivares? Olivares? The Ed Royals Olivares. guy? Yeah, yeah. Edward. Adding him? Another guy I wrote about. Considering. Oh, did you? You wrote about Edward Olivares? I sure did. Tristan wrote it, so you better read it. Um, <laughs> I added Paven Smith the other day in a league, a points league. I felt pretty good about it, too. UVA guy. 
Yeah, the UVA guys generally don't have power, <laughs> other than Zimmerman. Uh, but and him, and even he didn't reach the power peak. People project a little while. I mean, I'm not in on Josh Reddick. Is that one of the guys you mentioned? I'm not in on all of ours. I mean, I don't know when Solaire's coming back or if he should. Um, who else did you mention? <laughs> Trammell. Taylor Trammell. Bubba Trammell. Um, Bubba Trammell, yeah. That's who I'm going to call him from now on. I mean, look, you wrote about Trammell. People don't need to hear it again. But, like, if he bats too, is he going to bat 200? That's all my, my concern there. Mm-hmm. You're going to play, obviously. But I think you can do better than all three of these guys would be my my advice. Like, Who's av- readily available? Like Brad Miller's time will end soon. Harper will be back, but mm-hmm. they could send Alec Bohm to the minors. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Tremel. Uh, Re- Tremel to tie back to one of our previous conversations. He's in the chat, uh, the Jazz Chisholm path to success. If he's going to succeed, it's got to be the way that Chisholm does with a lot of variability. That's a good call. I like that one. Okay, take Trammel. Trammel. It is next up is Joe. He's looking to sell Savali. Plus an infielder to upgrade his infielder spot. Who are the middle tier guys you'd be targeting? It's kind of a convoluted question, and trade questions are always tough. But who kind of in that second tier of infielder would you be interested in trading for? Forcibly uh, end an infielder? Why are you only going yeah. for a middle tier? Well, yeah, do the best you can. Well, he's been great. Yeah, sure. Who I mean, should you be aiming for? Well, uh, not Brandon Crawford. Um, I mean, I guess it depends a little bit on need. Do you need power? Do you need speed? Is batting average important? Is it a, is it a points league? Because mm-hmm. Dansby Swanson is not going to have a 300 on base this season, but he's going to end up with 28 home runs. He's just he's selling out for it. Um, Madrigal, powerless, but could bat 310. Nick Madrigal could win the batting title this year. Um, I'll tell you who I'm interested in. Willie Adamas. That's, that power, that's a 25 home run guy. It's like Swanson. Not going to walk a lot. Might be a low batting average on base. Mm-hmm. You know, Jonathan Scope's gotten going recently. Uh, that's a guy who's already hit 25 homers in a season. Yeah, You could do it again. And he'll play a lot. Play every day. Ty yep. France, I love. You know, Freddie Galvis hit cleanup for Baltimore yesterday, and I laughed. And I looked at his numbers, and I thought, you know what? On that team, not so, not so funny. And then you looked at the rest of Baltimore, and you're like, yeah. Was that a matchups-driven play? Because I remember Forecaster highlights him. As no, not really. I mean, certain types. Well, I mean, I think it was Dobnak, who is everybody's type. But the point is, like, Freddie Galvis is on pace for, like, 25 home runs. And he hit 23 of them two seasons ago, so it's not that crazy. And he's actually, you know, his walk rate is actually up um, on past seasons, I believe it was, 8%. That's, you know, that's okay. You know, that'll do. He's not striking out a ton. He's making contact. So he's a switch hitter who I don't think is any worse from one side. No, he's pretty even. He's pretty little underrated, actually. I mean, you know, he's not going to win you a league, but you know, mm-hmm. trading for him, I don't know. Who are you trading for, I guess, was the question. And we should answer that one. Who is doing well on the player radar you know at middle infield? We have no idea the context of the upgrade here. When I look at middle infield, the first thing I think of is, can you upgrade a guy like Glaber Torres or Jorge Polanco and get Hell Marte with Savali? Can you use Savali to upgrade that tier to the Marte tier? You're not what looking did, at the yeah. top. Go see if you can trade for Tommy Edmond or Chris Taylor, because I don't think those guys are fully appreciated. I wouldn't be upgrading five to get category to them. eyes. I'd make that Savali just for those guys, though, wouldn't you? Um, Savali yeah, for probably. Taylor seems right. Savali's kind of a, a trade now guy that, to some degree, right? A lot of wins right. that, could, that, that may not continue on a team that doesn't score any runs. Um, last I looked on Savali, it was a, a whip that's not really what he should be doing. He's a lot, he basically, he's giving up a lot of solo home runs. He doesn't walk anybody, but he's not a strikeout guy. 
So I like him, but there's there's going to be a bad outing or two in there because he is hittable. Right. And right but now is Babbitt driven. This is the thing in, in our game, at least you're there's not much of a point in trying to upgrade your middle infielder from the 200th overall to like 140. That that doesn't do anything for me. Taylor's not a top hundred guy for either of us. Is it? I mean, is he a hundred top hundred for you? I think he's getting close, man. He plays he's every close, day. But that's that's where I'm five saying. If you're, getting, guy. if you're getting a 200th overall guy, which I mean, Polanco is probably a little better than that. Torres is a little better than that. And you're getting a guy who could be in the top hundred. That's the upgrade I want. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you a good player for just a minimal, like five I, spot. I, yes. Boot. I see your point. It, it, the question was worded poorly. It should be, who can I get for Savali? Chris Taylor right now is on Taylor pace straight up. 20 homers, okay. 18 steals over a hundred runs. He's got 42 runs scored in 51 games. Sure. He's, He's a player. Very good, multi-eligible. I love having guys like that. I do too. Although Danny Santana stinks. I don't know why I recommend Edmund. Him. You said Ball. it's also in that situation of Edmund's a leadoff guy. Always going to play. So volley for Edmund. That's fair. Okay. So trade done. Curtis wants to know at what point do we start buying in what into what John Gant is doing this season? Sub two ERA, but his whip is nearing his ERA. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's the indicator you look at, people. Yeah. Oh my goodness, how do you do that? That's hard. I don't think I've seen that before. I mean, obviously the home run rate impossibly low, BABIP crazy, but a 152 WHIP with a 160 ERA this far into the season, you were ever remember seeing that? Yeah. You, you trust the WHIP. You also trust that Statcast tells you his expected ERA is five ten. Jeez. His FIP is 397. Oof. Now, this is not Babbitt driven. He's actually hard to hit. This is actually kind of Otani to some degree, right? I mean, this is much wilder, I think, than Otani, though. I'm looking at the walk rates being at least 11.5% each of the past five years. That's a. I mean, I don't know how he must be rostered in most leagues by this point, but I, I would tr- really try to sell. As fast as possible, yeah. Matt, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, I've got him in my NL only, and he's just, uh, I'm going to exploit matchups where I can. Juice like, who's giving you a legit player? Who's even giving you Chris Taylor for John Gant? Yeah. I mean, who's buying on that? Gant, you're de- if you're talking about middle infielders, you're dealing Gant for a speculative play and Gavin Lux, maybe. Oh, I would hoping, do that. Hoping Fletcher actually hits a barrel for once. <laughs> I don't know who else. I'm looking at this list, and I can't even find somebody that's realistic. If you have Gant, would you trade him for Glaber Torres? Oh, in a second. Yes. Would you? Yes. Because absolutely. That's a false confidence. That's I I, I agree with selling on Gant, but you're buying a player who's I don't think gonna get any better. Davey must love Torres him. will get better. Torres so cannot possibly get worse than he's been. He can't um, what do you expect from here from the final four months for Glaber Torres? Who's currently hitting 266 with two home runs and three steals. He's walking. He's not striking out. Awesome. Contact. We love it. But this 697 OPS, I mean, this is Steve Jeltz, man. Yeah. My realistically hopeful projection for Torres is he matches the batting average 265 and he hits you 12, maybe 14 homers the rest of the way. Great. So we have a player who we drafted in round five who hits 266 with that, 15 home runs that and doesn't, doesn't steal bases. And and as you and I know, that doesn't matter anymore if you're trading John Gant for him because John Gant costs you nothing. And he's on pace for 50 runs scored and 55 RBI. What a bust. What are the, he's one of the biggest he's busts. absolutely of one of the biggest busts of the year. And we, we, we've been criticizing and we knew this. We, we knew this based on 2020. I knew it. Yeah. But I don't have him rostered anywhere. But you know, it's 30, I don't either. And that I baseball him. in 2019 
did some crazy stuff. Yeah. Mitch Garver, Glaber Torres had 38 home runs, half against Baltimore. Like, so we need to write about this. So many of the num- power numbers from 2019, these guys aren't even close. We talked about Kevin Biggio all the time. It's guys like this, Glaber Torres, maybe Bellinger. We'll see. But the, but the short term is the easy for Torres. The long term is the difficult. And that's what I'll ask you. You're doing a dynasty rankings where you're putting him right now, overall. You have to have some sort of optimism that there's a career there, don't you? 250? But where where does that place him for his career? Do you think he's ever a top 10 shortstop again? I don't think, first of all, they're nuts if they play him at shortstop next year. I know. They are nuts if they do that. I he thought they were terrible. Nuts. I thought they were You nuts. think Didi's a bad shortstop? Glaber Torres is a bad shortstop. Didi is definitively Didi's better. the worst. Didi is definitively better than Torres. You're going to write Didi's career as a defensive player off, off of this year? At shortstop? Oh, Tristan, he was bad last year, too. He's a, he's a, right. look, I love yeah, I mean, remember, you watched guy. every day. I, I mean, with the Yankees, he's, he was quite good. I don't think you realize, like, the defensive run saves shortstop and third base for Philadelphia yeah. are historic. They're terrible. They're horrible. But Glaber's a lot younger than Didi. So Didi can play second base for somebody next year. But Glaber needs to be playing second base for your team. I'm amazed that Didi would have fallen apart that quickly. But again, you watch him every day. I With the Yankees, I haven't watched good. him the last three weeks because there's something wrong with his elbow. And now yeah. I'm wondering if, yeah. like, the... Ronald Torres is an everyday shortstop right now. Actually, you know what? Did Didi's defense fall apart with the Tommy John surgery? Well, he didn't have range before that. Okay, when he was on your team, all right, range was all right. I don't think his range. I don't don't think a great. He graded out average. Well, just based on Jeter. I mean, you have. But the point is, like, yeah. All right. Let's next question. We're wasting time. Well, you guys got me to thinking, so I pulled up the sprint speed. Leaderboard here. I want you guys to tell me faster or slower than Dom Smith. Ready? <laughs> well, you told us one of them. Uh, we're not going for that one. Josh Bell, faster or slower than Dom Smith, according to Sprint Speed? Slower. I think he's faster than Dom Smith. He is faster. Lightning speed. He ranks 337 in speed this year. Dom Smith, 345. I want Gio Urshela, <laughs> faster or slower than Dom Smith? Slower. Wow. I'll say faster again. Faster. Tristan, two for two, coming in strong here. I love my speed. I love my speed. It's wrong. Dom Smith is Billy Hamilton, and the numbers are wrong. Dom Smith is one of the slowest players in baseball. Higoshikawa or Dom Smith, who is faster? Kyle Higoshikawa from the Yankees. Wow, you butchered that one. I butchered the name. I wanted to do. Yeah. (laughs) The Yankees starting catcher. Faster or slower than Dom Smith? Slower. If we're taking half the half of the uh, Yankee catchers, I know one of them is faster because somebody here told me. Kagashioka? Yeah, I'm going to go with Eric, but I think he's slower. He's slower. Tristan, three for three, trying to round it out. Perfect four for four. Our guy, Rowdy Telez. Faster or slower than slower. Dom Smith? Yeah, see, I don't slower. know Telez's metrics, but I'll I'll say he's faster. Oh, we got him at the end. He's slower. I he is slower. You get all that weight moving downhill, you'd think. But There's some guys that are really built like they shouldn't be playing. Anymore. Give us some like, of the other names below. Williams Astadio, my goodness. Below who? Give us some other names below Dom Smith, other than Albert Pujols, of course. Some bigger names. You've got Bregman, Rizzo. Bregman? Machado. Bregman. Wow. Yeah. Machado? Machado. Let's see. All right, then Mitch I'm calling Harvard. two months craziness here. Well, I mean, that's a catcher. But like Bregman used, used to steal bases. What in the name of Lance Perkins yeah, going on? I'm surprised by that. Giancarlo Stanton down here. Yeah, not surprised there. Let's see who's the lowest graded speed guy. Albert Pools is, in fact, mm-hmm. 
the end. Yeah. He's 427. Yes. Who's 426? Ramos. It's Brian McCann retired, so I know it's not him. Yeah, pro- Ramos. Sandy <laughs> Leone. Oh, Sandy Leone. Okay. It's always a catcher. Yeah. yeah. Catchers round out like 15 of the top 18 spots. Yeah, they're way down there. Williams Estadio coming in at 418. Strong show. <laughs> you could you gotta him love him. You? you gotta love him. I don't know. If I he just he looks race. unhealthy. Like it just yeah. it doesn't look. Uh, I mean, he, he doesn't look healthy to me. All right, we'll circle back to trivia here, Eric. Who's the one guy? With <laughs> I'm concerned about Williams. I'm sorry. I'm concerned about Williams Asadio. That's fair. Oh, you liked him last year, though. He can hit for average. Um, who's the one pitcher giving up home runs at a lower rate? Than our guy, Taiwan Walker. Well, I think Reese Hoskins homered off him last week, and that was the first one he allowed all season. That's how I, I think it's Evaldi. You're right. It is Nathan Evaldi. It would have taken me so long to have gotten there. But that's because wow. I was watching at the time. I think it's the last Phillies game I watched. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but that's also hard to do. It's hard to keep up. There's other guys that aren't allowing a lot of home runs. So, I'm trying to think of So you're saying that, that Evaldi's thrown more innings Trevor than, Rogers. than Walker with, with the same number of homers? The one homer. Rogers is fourth. Yeah, I think Evaldi. I'm, I'm to... surprised that Evaldi has more innings. 60.2 to Walker's 49. Walker missed okay. a couple outings. Yeah, true. I mean, true. look, it's it's hard to not allow home runs. I mean, Woodruff doesn't allow them, right? He's I mean, Bosman's been lucky. Yeah. Um, oh, you are crushing this leaderboard. Kyle Gibson, Nick Pavetta also up there. I, I mean, I saw that Pavetta outing. I don't know how he's doing it. Mm-hmm. He's still, he, still no, he still has no control. <laughs> Poof, right? <back>. I mean, <laughs> I mean look, Carlos Martinez until last night wasn't allowing home runs, and I'm not—he only allowed one last night, right? I mentioned Ricky Nolasco earlier in the show. Nick Pavetta was the modern comp that the uh, stats analysts would bring up. Nick Pavetta was the one they thought would be the next Ricky Nolasco, and in some ways, they were right. <laughs> Another guy, and I, I have this guy in a league, and I'm I'm waiting for it to change. But Spencer Turnbull, I think, is allowed only like one or two home runs so far, mm-hmm. and. Like, I don't know how you can keep that going for six months. And I understand that look, yeah. th- th- there's people are going to hit 45 home runs. There's at least three or four guys on pace for that right now. Mm-hmm. Home runs are down a little. Strikeouts are only up, by the way, because pitchers are batting. And it's an embarrassment that pitchers are batting. But are up the strikeout rate has actually been, yeah, it's actually been better than last year. So No, 2019. I, I discard last year's for the K rate, though. I think the K rate is normalized. It's last I when I looked and I took out pitchers. But all right, wow, this is a long show. But we give you we give you so much here on the Fantasy Focus Baseball. We hope you enjoy it. And it's not just about the singing; it's also about Kyle. I mean, if you tune into any podcast to listen to Kyle and to Tristan sing, I mean, no other show does this, right? I mean, there's no just no other show in the world that features these two awesome gentlemen. They've got jobs, but Fantasy Focus Baseball is presented by LinkedIn Jobs. That's it. We're done. Thank you so much for listening. Rain, rain, go away. I want to see the Phillies today. Actually, I don't, um, but they're they're off today anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, fortunately, uh, with this rain, right? Here comes um, the rain know. again. <laughs> wow. Encore from Tristan H. All right, that's it for Kyle and Tristan and everybody who sings and Bubba Trammell, Eric Carabal. Please have an awesome weekend. <laughs>